The following Dharma talk was given by Jody Hojin Kimmel at the Zen Center of New York City. Hojin Sensei is the abbot of the Zen Center and head priest at Zen Mountain Monastery. Thanks for listening. This morning, in celebration of Buddha's enlightenment, I would like to offer you a reading from the Avasantaka Sutra the Flower Garland Sutra, translated by Thomas Cleary. And it's said that this sutra records the very first awareness of Shakyamuni Buddha's great enlightenment, which was too lofty for anyone to hear at the time. It's the teachings of the Prajnaparamita the emptiness of all the five conditions and the vast web of interconnectedness as a result of everything, of the entire universe being connected and everything and everyone and all of us in it being in connection. And it's a pivotal moment of a ripening for the Buddha just as we sit, to face himself directly. And this sutra pithily describes the moment where he saw things as they are. And how the the mental constructs, how we create ideas, permanent ideas, fixed notions of self and things. And this book was um, written in sections after the death of the Buddha and collated into one massive text, which is over 1,500 pages, probably around the third or fourth century. And the main theme, as I said, of this sutra is the diamond net of Indra. So Buddha saw in his sitting, in his realization, worlds arising and passing, each world containing infinite other worlds and taking shape according to karma and circumstances. He saw their creator and destroyer and the possibility of putting an end to suffering. And this is what we have been offered in our own practice now. And so this sutra's main theme is this universe, this multidimensional holographic universe. And at every point where the strands meet in the net is a diamond is a reflective jewel that reflects every jewel around it. And each of those jewels in turn reflects the light from all the jewels around them and so on. And this is an enlightened view. This is how we can see, actually. So this is a Buddha speaking to a Buddha. This sutra is the Buddha speaking to your Buddha mind directly. 
And there's a school of Buddhism called Huayan, which flourished in China during the Tang period, roughly 500s to the mid-800s, which stresses that we need complete balance integrating the glimpses that we do get that you may have had already of this ultimate nature of things, the ultimate absolute emptiness of things, that those glimpses, but it's a warning of attaching and staying there, that it's a very cold place and not very functional to say there's nothing. That's not what emptiness means. And in the Mahayana school, that's warmed by our compassion that we enter our conventional realities of the world with some sense of totality of that ultimate nature and the conventional truth of being in the world with things, but seeing what they are. That's what we're practicing. So this style of teaching today is a traditional approach to practice, reciting teachings aloud. You can do it by yourself. I do. Or we can do it together, as we're doing now, with Dharma friends and companions, with Sangha. And many sutras and teachings we don't need to read in their entirety to experience the impact. We can just read small portions. Small portions. And this portion I will read is Buddha communicating mind to mind. So too for you, for all of us to hear it as a Buddha speaking to a Buddha. Given just for you. Allow it to be dark to your mind and radiant to your heart. Just absorb it through zazen. Bathe in the imagery. Allowing it to deepen your concentrated, meditative awareness. Stu will accompany me on his guitar to deepen our absorption. Absorption. We met on the art practice Zoom during COVID. So we've been practicing and listening to one another for a couple years now. One teacher wrote about the sutra. It encourages the possibility of a fresh, deeper way of seeing our world and its wonders, where we can sense levels of spiritual interconnection with others with the wholeness of reality that can lift us beyond our ordinary attachments and prejudices. Such vision can help to heal our individual confusion, grasping, 
our sense of sadness, our grief, our loss. Who doesn't need this kind of medicine? So again, let this text take you into the realm of inconceivable liberation. That we too, each one of us here, has the capacity for awakening our true nature as a Buddha and to be of benefit in this world. Truly. Truly, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. So we'll sit a little bit of zazen, take a few more minutes to settle in, and we'll just open to the sutra. Relax your belly. Relax your mind. Breathe. the Ava Samtaka Sutra. As in all worlds, all the solid elements have no independent existence, yet are found everywhere. So also does the Buddha body pervade all worlds in various forms, in various physical forms, without abode or origin. Just because of activities do we say the name living beings and there is no action to be found apart from living beings. nature of action is fundamentally empty and nil. 
but it is that on which beings are based. Everywhere, producing all physical forms, and yet coming from nowhere. This is the active power of forms. Possible to conceive. If one comprehends the basis, therein no object is seen. The Buddha body is also like this. It cannot be conceived. Its various physical forms appear in all the lands of the cosmos. body is not the Buddha, nor is Buddha a body. Only reality is the body permeating all things. One can see the Buddha body pure as the nature of reality. Such a one has no doubt or confusion about the Buddha. If one sees all things as an essence, like nirvana. This is seeing the enlightened ultimately without abode. If one cultivates right awareness, and clearly sees true awakening, signless, without discrimination. This is an inheritor of truth. It's like a painter spreading the various colors delusion grass the
In the elements, there's no form. And no form in the elements. And yet, apart from the elements, no form can be found. In the mind is no painting. In painting, there is no mind. Yet not apart from mind is any painting found. That mind never stops manifesting all forms. Countless, inconceivably many, unknown to one another. Just as a painter can't know their own mind, yet paints due to the mind, so is the nature of all things. Mind is like an artist, able to paint the worlds. Five clusters all are born thence. There's nothing it doesn't make. As is the mind, so is the Buddha. As the Buddha, so living beings. Know that Buddha and mind are in essence inexhaustible. If people know the actions of mind creates all the worlds, they will see the Buddha and understand the Buddha's true nature. If people know the actions of mind create all the worlds, they will see the Buddha and understand Buddha's true nature. Mind does not stay in the body, nor body stay in the mind. Yet it is able to perform Buddha work freely, without precedent. If people really want to know all Buddhas 
of all times. We should contemplate the nature of the cosmos. All is but mental construction. We want to really know all Buddhas of all times. We should contemplate the nature of the cosmos. All is but mental construction. If we want to know, to really know, all Buddhas of all times, we should contemplate the nature of the cosmos. All is but mental construction. Thank you for listening. To find out more about the Zen Center of New York City's programs, retreats and residency, please visit our website at zmm.org slash zcnyc.